Welcome to another episode of What the Hops. It's Eric and Brian here today. Uh, we are going to do a episode on something that is near and dear to our hearts, like a lot of this shit is. But uh, in honor of the last year of Warp Tour, we're going to drink a couple beers today that are by Warp Tour bands or alumni. Uh, we got a beer that is a Less Than Jake beer from J-Dubs Brewing in Sarasota, Florida. And we're also going to be drinking Hop Dam from Barrier uh, Brewing. And I believe they're in New York City as well. Uh, every time I die beer. So let's get in on this one. Yeah, I mean, this is the last year that Warp Tour is doing their whole tour thing. For us, I mean, for me, back in, I think 2000 might have been the first one that I went to. The first one I went to was the first year at, sorry, was the last year at LaSalle Park. That was the first one that I was went to. That was 2002. It was the year with all, when Drive Through Records had their own stage. Alien Ant Farm was on that one andrew wk yes because that uh, was the there's a training that was when you're an art voice like <laughs> yeah training student or party hard training student <laughs> that was when uh my my brother was a dj at wbny buffalo state radio station and one of the promotional things sent out for andrew wk's i get wet was a roll of caution tape do you still have this left that just says party hard on it i do still have part of that much left right no there isn't much left but it's i still have that roll have you looked at on ebay ebay at all for this no, I I I, I I should. Yeah, I mean, because we've looked at the, it, this should be like one of those things like the aggro crag for us. <laughs> Which, by the way, some dad built one. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I seen like he built one in his backyard, and then someone had someone tweeted. I think last week something about like, do you have a piece of the crag? Because I do, <laughs> or something like that. These are childhood things, dude. That's yeah. right there with it. Yeah, no. So they made, so they sent out to radio stations literal, like, large rolls of caution tape that just said party hard on it. So myself and our friend Vince decided to wrap ourselves in this caution tape at Warp Tour and then walk around. And uh, we got on stage for Andrew WK's set when he was there. But yeah, we were uh, right up front and doing our thing and partying hard to our fullest. But 2002 was a great year, though. Uh, like you said, they had that drive through record stage. Unearth played the Buffalo Date. Um, I wish I loved Unearth. That was like a year and a half before my Unearth days. <laughs> it was like, damn it. <laughs> you're walking by and there's just a small stage, and Unearth is just sitting there just doing their thing for 25 minutes and kids are just flying everywhere i feel like there's so many things like on warped where like bands like you know they're you're overseeing under oath with like a hundred people or real big fish and you know all these bands i i I, well okay for the for the listener why don't you explain to them what warp tour actually is Basically, Warp Tour is a collection of a shit ton of bands on across a multiple stages, and there's multiple bands performing at once, which they have like 20, 25 minutes for a set. I think headliners might get like 30 or 35. I don't know what's changed over the years, but basically, it's just like a carnival of bands and all this extra shit that's there. And uh, I mean, the one that we went to, I mean, we went to what the Darien Lake one, the Darien Lake ones when we went together. I think Poison the Well played. That was the 2004 one. 
No, because there was the year they played another year. I feel like then too because I think we went to go see them. The I remember I was in the pit, and you, I was it then that you were up on stage. Two thousand and four was when my brother got me the backstage. Yeah, the, the press. I remember pass. just seeing you on stage. I'm like, fucking Brian's up on stage, <laughs> and like, and just seeing like yeah, like dance. And I remember like during nerdy, just like running and jumping off of someone's back and like flipping up and crowd surfing after that mad dog dancing around the pit with his freaking backpack full of flyers on <laughs> i remember when glass shot that same year yeah it was glass shot year. that's why i got the this is a war shirt yeah when, was, Gla- oh. when glass shot set started mad dog happened to jump in the pit and someone grabbed his backpack and it ripped open and flyers just flew everywhere was that the year that brand new played and Jesse Lacey had like a broken leg or something like that? He just did. He just an acoustic set. Yeah, yeah. There, there were some. There were some good ones like Dillinger Escape Plan. The use when, he, the, when, he, <laughs> when Dillinger fucking chucked. He chucked a microphone stand in a water that landed like three feet away from me, and I was like a hundred yards from the stage, dude. And he just chucked a can of water. Which year was that? Uh, I don't know what year that was. It was. It was one of the ones that were at during late that we went to. Was I think I, it was the was year. The tornado one. It wasn't a real no, tornado. No, so because that was after. That might have been 2008 or 2009 then. What was the band that we used to laugh at? And they're on the one Christmas CD. And they're not like. They're somewhere between like metalcore, new metal, and like reggae. Oh, uh. Is it Skindred? Was it Skindred? The dude with the dread singing? Uh, I think it might be yeah, Skindred. I think it is Skindred. I remember seeing them play. I'm like. I don't know what's going on, but people are going wild for them right now. Originally, Warp Tour started what twenty in the nineties, dude. Something years ago. It might even be longer than that. It might have been thirty some years ago. I mean, it was. No, it's it's it was like it was in the oh yeah mid nineties. Yeah, mid nineties. So like you're looking at like maybe like I don't know if it quite hit twenty five years. Started off as like a punk rock festival out in California and kind of grew to a touring festival of sorts mainly of punk rock pop punk that kind of genre of bands as it got bigger and bigger you started seeing other stuff pop in you started getting some of your metal bands some of your alternative rock bands Eminem uh, was on it before yeah you you'd start getting local local acts that would like play those certain dates in surrounding areas sure those random juggalos and shit on that yeah like uh, once once you really started getting into the thick of it i mean now you could probably look at the list and us being at our 30s we're kind of a little bit of out of tune with some of the music on there now we try to stay up to date with as much as going on but this day and age man there's so much music available to us that what the hell are you supposed to do i mean you can't listen to everything that's out there anymore i remember the one year i don't i remember dancing in a mosh pit for sales and and i got hit in the back of the head and then that the last thing i remember pretty much from that day was i think this was oh five was standing up walking over to go see the offspring and then laying going back under a tree and falling back asleep I'm pretty sure I got a concussion. Yeah, and this wasn't like alcohol or anything at the time. It was just the uh, amount the amount of concussions that you've had from concert related stuff. Not even uh, like when I got punched in the face at Dillinger and I thought I broke my orbital bone in in Rochester. <laughs> I'm looking at this can trying to find some information on it. This is from J Dub's Brewing Company out in Sarasota, Florida. It is a 4.5% ABV. It has a lot of orange to it. It's like a orange different wheat. orange. Yeah. I, it, this isn't something that I would want to drink more than one of. 
I don't even know if I want to drink one of it, to be honest with you. Mind you, I've had this sitting around for a couple months now. Looks like it's 2-1-2018. 2-1, yeah, it's a little bit older, but... It's not It's not that old, but... Hey, man. Hello Rockview and Losing Streak were hell of CDs from them. Yes, they made better music than this beer. Personally, they weren't really one of my go-to bands i guess when it i came. still want will ha- listen to them if not once a month maybe every other month i still will throw a few songs on really yeah you really listen to less than jake that much so it's a couple of cds yeah like you just get like the thing like it gets in your head and i just go back to it i'm like yeah man automatic is a really good fucking song or like jen or something like that like yeah i just i mean i i guess i i'll listen to uh Real big fish, like once every like three, four months, maybe. Yeah, real big fish is sweet too. I think you know a lot. I think with less than Jake too is I love their guitar tone. Like it just is like awesome for like '90s distortion and shit like that. Like yeah, it's definitely that '90s. I, that, I mean, just ska punk thing going on. But I mean, like Eve Six had a cool sound. Obviously, Dude Ranch is like one of my favorite CDs ever. I love the tone on that. Like, it's a, so you definitely get a lot from those CDs. I think they were like, all right, cool. So, you know, being the music people that we are, I just go back to what I think. Yes, and while while Eric was responsible is responsible for our entrance music, he also originally was in a pop punk band before. He was in a we have a C- we have those CDs, but I think those songs are probably so fucking bad that we would not even <laughs> want to even try that. Maybe maybe one day we'll have to uh, mix an Exit Two Five Two song into the podcast. God, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, like that. I mean that I remember recording that and shit. We lost power during it. Like we were out at like some dude's house in like the falls, and there was like real to real recording and shit. Like. Did cool. you did you guys ever do like a battle of the bands to try to get on on Warp Tour? I don't think to get on a Warp Tour. I don't think we realized how bad we really were. Because <laughs> I mean, we could have played like a Blink One Eighty Two catalog. I mean, this was also when you were like what fourteen? Yeah, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. I mean, it was like MXPX and Blink One Eighty Two songs left and right. Which both bands were heavy Warp Tour bands back in the day. Yeah. I mean, MXPX, how they might even be on the fucking tour this year. Are they still a band? Yeah. I think they I think they have a beer, too. I, I'm not positive, but I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have a beer. That's definitely one thing these days that a lot of bands have teamed up with breweries to release beers. You have NoFX had, obviously had their has their beer until they made their random comments. Yeah, NoFX is in a... But that's also Fat Mike for you. I will stay away from that one. That's kind of fucked up <laughs> shit. So I mean, personally, I prefer me first in the Gimme Gimmies over No Effects. But that's also because I enjoy myself a nice pop punk cover song every so often. I, I dude, I love cover songs. <laughs> you don't. We don't even have to talk about cover songs. You know, I you know I have like a shit ton of pop goes punk on my phone, and punk goes metal, and punk goes. Oh, dude, those compilations so fucking good yeah i put a couple of them on actually last night and i think my wife didn't like it too much <laughs> it's just funny like thinking like the whole pop punk aspect of it and like going back to you know i mean these were like pre-drinking days for like some of these warp tours and i remember the last one at was sal park i lost my wallet there so whatever asshole has my wallet 20 years or 15 years later fuck you still um <laughs> Don't use the condom that's in it. There was no condoms in there at the time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you probably got like a 
probably like a bus pass for high school. I don't know, maybe like a pool card or something like that. Like just and maybe like eight dollars. So something fucking stupid. But the bottle war during something corporate. I remember just throwing bottles and like start throwing bottles and then just like escalated more and more and more. I don't know if I started it or not, but I was there for it all. And I remember picking up a like a fifty five gallon drum that they're using as garbage. That was towards the end of the day too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember picking it up and just running out in the middle of this like bottle war. And there's also like the bread rack things that they'd bring in at like Garden View. Yeah. Like you know, like the kind of like the palette kind of things. So like those were by that. But I remember picking up this drum and like this guy like tackled me because he thought I was gonna throw it. <laughs> Just like I mean me like I don't know how to be like what, fifteen, sixteen at the time. So what did I probably weigh? Like a buck sixty? If that, man. Yeah. And just like holding this drum, like you're just spinning around and people are just pelting me with bottles. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. Just like, it's just so stupid, like thinking back about it. But like, it was great. Like it was pop punk time. Yeah. And now we're drinking pop punk beer. Yeah. For me, for me personally, I never really kind of got into the pop punk. It's not like it's bad music to me. Like I'll enjoy it. I'll listen to it. You you have specific bands you enjoy. Yeah. But I mean, like you you're selective. It also has to do with like producers and stuff. Like yeah. I mean, for me though, I was more of a metalhead growing up. You know, and that during that time of pop punk, I was more or less listening to new metal and a lot of that rock the early hardcore all, like that that rock radio metal going on like, like where, Reveille oh dude Reve- nothing face Reveille was my jam man you know that I, I don't know bleed <laughs> the sky baby between stuff like that like really hitting the new metal hard like bands like System of a Down and did you did you know that Reveille was on Woodstock 99 yes fuck they got there I don't know uh, well because they were like close enough to it that they probably played like a, like a real small like no, stage. Probably, yeah. but still. When it came to that, like I never like I I kind of had more of a metal upbringing with my brother being more into that kind of stuff. Listening, hell, my sister listened to a lot of eighties hair metal. Like my sister was super into like Def Leppard and of course, you know, that was the all time. that stuff. So. Like, you start listening to that, and I got into, obviously, bands like Metallica and Guns N' Roses, and then got into Judas Priest and, you know, Megadeth and all that stuff. Hurry up with your pop-punk beer so we can move on to our hardcore beer. (laughs) But it kind of pushed me towards more of that metal sound, so... When it came to the pop punk bands, I never really kind of fully got into them. Like, I mean, I guess like Offspring maybe, but even Offspring, like I was kind of like other than like the one album, like I was like, all right. Don't you dare say anything bad about the Offspring, dude. I still go back to them once a month too. I listen to Smash and Actually on the Ombre and see Smash was good, but Smash is like top ten best CD ever made. I will say that I did get more into like bad religion when i got into college for some reason that's I think, just the angst dude i think when when that album with sorrow came out like because it came out oh, right yeah, around yeah, then, yeah, yeah. okay and i was like oh this isn't that bad and i was like all right i can listen to these guys but then like after that i was like all right whatever on to the next thing see i enjoyed bad religion like like against the grain and shit like that i feel like this podcast like we didn't even like really have this idea until earlier today when brian texted me says like yeah let's let's do a one talking about warp tour we have two beers that are basically bands that were on warp tour (laughs) 
If you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Hey, this is The Voice. I'm here interrupting one of your favorite podcasts to tell you all about mine. If you're a fan of craft beer, independent music, pop culture, and laughing at inappropriate things, then you should check out Drunken Lullabies, brought to you by Distilled Brewery. New episodes are available on draft every Sunday, so you can spend the Sabbath getting tipsy along with us. We try beers, play songs, and laugh our asses off. So go on, indulge yourself, and become a part of Drunkamaniac Nation. And if craft beer and music aren't your thing, you can listen to Drunk at the Movies every Wednesday. Brought to you by Iron Spike Brewing Company. Listen to me and my friends provide our own alcohol-fueled commentary tracks to some of our favorite movies, unedited and uncensored. You don't have to be drunk to enjoy these movies, but it doesn't hurt. Until next time, this is The Voice saying, may your music be loud, and may your beers be cold. Once metalcore really kind of hit its stride, especially in this city, because of the band that we're pouring the beer of now, I mean, when Every Time I Die really hit their stride, probably in 2002? Oh, 2003? Yeah. When did Hot Damn come out? 03? I think it was 03. It was 03. Once they really kind of like hit the scene, being, being at the age that we were at that time, Two really help because one we're going to shows and it's just dirt cheap and they're everywhere a lot of these tours would hit buffalo rochester erie syracuse you know hamilton areas just so round that are like an hour or two hours away where oh hey you can't make this date guess what you can drive an hour away two hours away and you can hit that one instead or hey you have some free time and you want to go to a couple of shows guess what you can see this you can see the same band you can see your favorite band three times in a week if you really want to you know yeah bands like every time i die and glass shot and poison the well and you know it's it's we were spoiled oh yeah and warp tour around that time really kind of picked up on the whole well we're not just a punk thing and these bands have punk ties to them which expand and started having more of these metalcore bands on there actually but every time i die really shaped you know the style of music that i personally started listening to every time i die basically got to do what bands before them and around them didn't get to do Ashera, kid gorgeous even though the bass player of every time i die kid gorgeous and every time i die are basically the same band. yeah they were the same basically <laughs> and then anarabi became like basically an offshoot of kid gorgeous at one point too well, and you mentioned Lock- lockjaw like was around but they just like every time i die basically was able to to push the the buffalo like hardcore envelope oh we had snapcase too. I, was, I was gonna say snapcase did it before them yeah and when snapcase gathered their following they didn't quite i mean snapcase became huge especially in europe but it never really felt like they were that big because they worked at the mall that's what i mean like because for us like locally 
when they weren't touring, you'd see them just kind of working normal jobs and you'd be like, oh, well, you can't be in a... Like, we didn't think of it as being in a big band making money because they were working other jobs to make money. Yeah. It's funny because going back to with my brother and his radio ties, when he would talk to the one rep for Century Media, it was the girlfriend of the singer from Shadows Fall. <laughs> and up until even after the Art of Balance was coming out, he was still working his job at the mall. And like, <laughs> when I think of the Art of Balance, I think of that as like a huge album yeah, in my eyes. And I'm thinking, it's like, dude, you just released this album. You're touring all over the fucking place and you still have a job at the goddamn mall. Like, what the hell's going on, man? Yeah. So that's to show how much money there really was in being in a band, you know? The times that it happened, though, too, like, when every time I die, like, really was like, shit, they are, they're poised to blow up. And I mean, they're going to be, they're not the Goo Goo Dolls biggest band out of Buffalo kind of thing, but they, for the style of music that they do, I mean, they're huge. They're credible. They're one of the bands that you think of metalcore genre and shaping it. Yeah. When it goes between them, Poison Well, Converge, Cave In. Even As Away Dying. Um, yeah. Once you start getting later, Kill Switch Engage is yeah. huge in that. Kill, Kill Switch Engage definitely bridged the gap between radio rock and like metalcore. Did you take a sip of this beer yet? The Hop Dam? I haven't. I believe I've had this before. It's been a while, though. It is a double Is it a double rye IPA, was that? Yeah, double rye IPA. comes in at 7.5%. So this isn't unpleasant at all. <laughs> and uh, savor it. So uh, just kind of like Hot Dam, a couple of the quotes off of that CD. <laughs> I remember when their website came, when they were switching over to it, because there were still websites with the shit at the time, and just like the random quotes from the CD that just kept popping up. When the CD came out and I had like the... You had the advanced copy you'd play and you wouldn't let any of us have it? Yeah. Well, again, luck- luckily enough, I had a brother that worked for a radio station, so... He got the advanced copy, but he wouldn't let me make copies of it for anybody. So <laughs> we would have to listen to it either on overnight or some shit. Yeah, like I would, I would, I would make sure I took it with us and that. But we definitely played the hell out of that fucking thing. Hot Damn was probably it's just bangers left and right, dude. See, I, I don't know if I call it their best album. Like for me, it's their most influential album. It for my life personally. I really like Last Night in Town. Oh, I'm a big but, Last Night in Town. But again, that's that's two... It's two totally different styles. Of but that, that's thing. also because of me seeing them play those songs night in, night out. Speaking of which, if you happen to go on YouTube and you could probably find me under Brian Merrick and look for the videos on YouTube, I'd have put on a couple of the sets from the early 2000s that I did record from Every Time I Die. You do have the gem of unearth without a singer and the guitar. I believe Ken I believe Sushi. that's I believe that's up on YouTube. It too. is, yeah. That that's up there. Ken Sushi sings a little bit and just pretty much throws it to the crowd to sing the songs because. Yeah, it was probably one of the first times they played Unlist. So if you're a fran- if you're a fan of unearth so go and check that shit out that's my shameless self-plug to uh plus there's also it dies today's first show ever on there if you want to see that oh yeah i forgot about that one too when are they gonna get a beer <laughs> i'll have to ask and find out probably probably not anytime soon though yeah i had playing now in a tiny music for uh I think they're STP cover band. One of my buddies is the singer in there, but they're just they do STP covers now. I like this beer. This is not a bad beer. I, I like I, I have a soft spot for rye IPAs too. 
rye IPAs have that like deeper body, that bitterness comes out that stronger. That spice comes out. Yeah, like it's a spicy bitterness. I think it might be the Polox in us that like we appreciate rye differently. And my <laughs> wife wants no part of rye bread at all, but I, I could eat that shit every day. You could just put mayo on a piece of rye bread. I'd eat that shit. I eat it plain. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not about eating some mayo sandwiches, though. I'm not going to. But I'm just saying I could. <laughs> At least toast it first or something. So, warp tour. Are you sad that they're stopping it? From the nostalgic portion, yeah. But at the time, they're like, I'm 32 years old. I have three kids. I haven't been to Warp Tour in a while. Like, yeah, I think it's sometimes it'd be fun to like take off and go. But like, you want to see how old you really are? Imagine what assholes we were 10, 15 years ago making fun of old people there. Like, these kids are gonna be way bigger dicks than us. We'll probably end up on someone's Snapchat. Like, look at this old asshole like drinking beer under a tree or something. See now. I regularly go to these kind of things. I was just out in L.A. back in March at the Aaron Style Music Festival, which is a two-day festival put on by Sean White. Oh, it's his thing? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Like, that's, it was literally, uh, that's where the pastels all make sense now. It was literally right after the Olympics. So he was there with anyone who won a medal on the snowboarding team. Fucking they were all there. Like, just doing their thing and just hanging out and dicking around. It was actually pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That festival is more of, like, kind of an indie rock, EDM kind of thing. Yeah, that's... I'm out on that. (laughs) Which, for me, hey, I just like to dance. So, I'm there, and... No, for me, dog. Again, I'm a middle-aged dude. and pre-middle-aged. We were established it's pre-middle-aged. Until you start going through some crazy crisis where if you come show up one day and you got like a face tattoo or like, you know, you're just like, I'm just wearing jorts from now on. Like, there's got to be something that's like out of the norm for you. I'm there. Anyhow, I'm there and doing my thing. And of course, there's, yeah, there's like random 20 somethings and Snapchatting and doing whatever and I'm sure I'm on plenty of random Snapchats, just standing there dancing by myself to bands. I'd rather like, be on someone's random Snapchat than me taking a shit at Target and someone videotaping me. Who the fuck videotapes you at fucking Target? I told you the story. When I was working as an exterminator, I took a crap at a Target on, oh, the Target on Lawson and uh, Transit, and some dude was like shoved the pen under my door like like with in his hand like i could see it like just like holding it and then i was like in shock because the normal part of me is like i'm gonna kick this motherfucker's door in and go beat his beat his face in but at the same time i was just like mortified so i'm, I'm sure i'm on some dark web website taking a shit somewhere I, every day i think about this maybe if not once a day at least multiple times a week dude what do you even hashtag a video like that this is before hashtags I'm, i told you i'm probably on some fucking dark website like all right dudes like to so, shit okay. in public so that video is still floating around somewhere so Who someone ob- so someone obviously has to hashtag it or the guy's got a fucking computer loaded with some random porn shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this conversation kind of took a weird turn. Yeah, it fucking took a weird turn in my life, dude. I'll tell you that much. Anyway. <laughs> do, do you know how much beers th- this year are at like Darien Lake? I don't. They're like 13, 14 bucks a can. So could you imagine going to Warp Tour and like trying to drink there? I can't imagine going to Warp Tour and trying to drink, though. Nowadays, too, though, kids aren't even bothering to drink at these No, because they things. just fucking fill up a tampon with vodka and they shove it up their ass. Yeah, dude. That's a real Shannon, thing. Shannon's giving us a look like, wait, what? It's like, no. Kids do that. Keep an eye on your tampons. Yeah. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> Fucking kids, man. I don't know what the hell's wrong with people nowadays. Like, why would you? I just want to go. Like, I remember when we went to like Ozfest and shit like that. Like, yeah, we we were drinking Mad Dogs and beer in the parking lot. And fuck that Ozfest year. I'm still mad about that shit. Which one? The one where they had the stupid oh first 500 oh. people or whatever can only can get close to the stage. No, it wasn't that. You had like a special ticket. I thought it was like some kind of amount, like whether it was like the first 500 people or something like that that got in were able to get like the pit access. I thought it was something unless different, you I remember unless Griffin you had it. unless you had like some kind of VIP thing. Those I think were better than the warp tour years that we went to. Those I agree, but that was also the time. But I mean. Every Time I Die was on that, too, weren't they? Every Time I Die seems to play Warp Tour. No, I mean, weren't they on the Ozfest those two years? They were probably one on one of them. They were probably on one of them. Every Time I Die is on Warp Tour this year. Yeah. And I've been following Keith's tweets about it and Mitch's tweets, too. They're sending it out their way, which, again, it's good to see some Buffalo guys doing their thing. Still killing it. Maybe we can do the uh, Hanson beer and drink M-Hops at some point and do a review for that. Oh, I'd totally fucking do that. Do they really? Mm-hops? Yeah, mm hops, dooby dop dop, mm hops. <laughs> I'm gonna be on that episode. Oh no! If we if if anyone has access to mm hops, let us know at what the hops on Twitter or on Instagram at what the hops podcast. You can listen to us. It's okay. I think I think the people will enjoy your your Hanson. Uh, I remember the first time I heard Hanson, I was in Florida, but I remember driving around, I'm like, these are chicks, right? Like, I see them, and I'm like, no, it's it's two chicks and one dude. One chick and two dudes. And then I found out they were all three boys. I was fucking mind blown. <laughs> and then I think, I think Family Guy had an episode where they made fun of that shit, too. Oh, yeah, no, that's definitely the whole joke about it. No, I never jerked off at them. I was like, fucking, like, eight. My penis didn't move yet. <laughs> Warp Tour is seeing its end. It's kind of sad. But it's probably time. It could be. Yeah. I mean, they said this not fully over over, but it's the last like full cross the country tour of it. I imagine they'll probably do something like Riot Fest or something like that. Yeah, they'll probably they might maybe they might do a couple different regions or something like that. But you know what? I mean, it's had its run. It served a great portion of our childhood and maybe our childhood, our teenage years. The amount of people that this tour probably influenced and created and show that they can be a part of something bigger is just crazy to imagine absolutely i mean think of all the teenagers and youths and everything else that have gone to these shows gone to these festivals and probably discovered something they never would have discovered if they didn't go to it and that's a great thing that's kind of how music and beer tie into each other a little bit once you hit a certain age too then you can get your own beer (laughs) you've been around for a while it's cool that these bands have beers and stuff like that that we can drink and they're good beers too and you know sit there reminisce of like what it was like to be like 15 and listen to these bands and now 20 years later for brian almost 20 years for me and instead of listening to their cds we're talking about when we seen them play and now we're drinking their beer if you have any kind of stories about warp tour band beers whatever it may be you can hit us up at what the hops on twitter at what the hops podcast on instagram or you decided to follow us on untapped you can hit us up at wth podcast you can also listen to us on the hopped up network where we're 
there with plenty of other beer-centered podcasts for your listening pleasure. Well, Eric, do you have anything to say as we close this off? Yeah, I can tell you about well, real quick. Uh, one time, Dickie Barrett from the Mighty Mighty Boston's gave us a case of beer when we were 15 years old. His tour manager came running out right away and took it away from us, so we went and gave a bunch of underage kids beer. And he comes back off of his tour bus and goes, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> and that is probably the best way to end this so we leave you with saying till next time everybody and fuck that guy